0: Welcome to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. This is your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Daniel Bauer. Better Leaders, Better Schools is a weekly show for ruckus makers. And what is a ruckus maker? A leader who has found freedom from the status quo. A leader who makes change happen. A leader who never, ever gives up. In the past, I've been to a therapist. I went to work on personal challenges. But the funny thing is, when you start to connect the dots between personal and work life, well, today's guest, Angela Kelly Roebuck, was working on personal development too. And then she had this eureka moment and realized what she was learning for her home life would help her be a better leader at school. And it did. And she taught her students then she taught her parents, and then she taught her staff. And the results were amazing. That story's up first. I also want you to know that Angela was kind enough to offer her book, The Empowered Principal," as a free download. There's a link to it for you in the show notes. So, Ruckus Maker, thanks for being here. And before we jump into the episode, I'd like to take some time to thank our show sponsors. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is brought to you by Organize Binder, which increases student active engagement and participation and reduces classroom management issues. Learn more at OrganizeBinder.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by TeachFX. It's basically like a Fitbit for teachers, helping them be mindful of teacher talk versus student talk. Get a special 20% discount for your school or district by visiting TeachFX.com forward slash BLBS. Isolation is the number one enemy of excellence, and isolation is also a choice. There's a better way. In fact, here's what Michelle, a school leader in Maryland, has to say about the mastermind. The best part of the mastermind is a supportive community. School leadership can be isolating, but knowing I have a team of other school leaders with whom to share ideas, struggles, and wins, gives me the courage and resolve to do what's best for my school community. Get connected and level up your leadership by applying to the Mastermind today at BetterLeadersBetterSchools.com forward slash mastermind. Well, ruckus maker, I'm joined by a colleague and new friend. Angela Kelly Robeck is a best-selling author and certified life coach for school leaders. She helps site and district leaders navigate the mental and emotional demands of the job. A former teacher, coach, principal, and district administrator, Angela deeply understands the toll of school leadership, and it's her mission to empower leaders through the use of effective mindset tools. So this is season two, episode one. Welcome to the show, Angela.
1: Oh, Daniel, thank you so much for having (laughs) me. This is such an honor and a blessing to be here with you. I love it.
0: Absolutely. And so, you know, we heard in your bio uh, your, your interest in effective mindset tools. And I know you're really interested in looking within. Uh, but you were telling me in our pre chat how these tools they can absolutely help in the school setting, right? 100%, for sure they work. But as you were learning them and a the practicing uh, leader within schools, it didn't click for you right away. And, and it's just a different way of thinking. So, Can you take us to that moment where things are like, ah, it's not clicking and what's going on here?
1: Absolutely. So I'll just preface this story by saying that um, when I first became a principal, I did have a coach, but it was through a very specific program. So there were very distinct protocols and uh, lots of paperwork. (laughs) And we we were coached in a very particular way, which was extremely helpful. I was very thankful for my coach. But I found myself struggling personally. Just, I was a single mom at the time. Um, My son had just entered into middle school. So he had transitioned into a huge change for his life. I was transitioning into the leadership role, huge change in my life. And I was really struggling as a mom trying to figure out how to be a great leader and be present, but also be available for my son because I was working long hours. I was missing, you know, Events at his school because I was at events at my school, and I found myself even though I had that like leadership coach in terms of the skill set, what I really needed was to figure out how to manage my life as a whole, as a whole person. And I delve into personal development tools. Dr. Martha Beck was one of my first coaches and mentors, but I did that from a personal perspective, a personal level. I was separating kind of work and personal, and then about 4 years into the the leadership role i had i'd had been at one school i had moved to another school and within my district we had a major change in leadership and i found myself kind of struggling again a little bit lost my my superintendent had moved on and we had a a new superintendent come in and so my mentor was gone and i felt a little bit lost once again dove into professional or personal development tools and it was around like Like year five or six, (laughs) after all of this time, I was like, wait a minute. These tools and strategies I'm using at home to kind of figure out how to balance my work and life into one human life, these could actually benefit my staff, my kids. And from there, what really happened was I started working with kids on their behavior. And when they would say, like, so and so made me mad. And in the past, we taught kids. Use an I message, right? I don't like it when you XYZ. Please stop doing XYZ so that I can feel better. And I was thinking, wait a minute, we're teaching kids that other people are responsible for their emotional state. What if I taught the kids that they had some power in learning how to navigate their own emotions? And so I started teaching them this tool that I call the steer cycle, showing them how their thoughts create their emotions, create their actions, and their results. And the kids picked up on it really quickly. It was so much fun. Teachers and parents were starting to say, hey, what, what is this madness you're teaching our children? <laughs> so it really started from there. And um, that was kind of the click. And teachers took a little longer to become receptive. But parents were like, OK, I kind of see where you're going with this. And we, we like what you have to say. And so that was really where it started uh, Intro step, you know, that interception took place between my learning as a person and then bringing it into my professional development world.
0: Did you say that that tool was called steer cycle, like steering a car?
1: It's similar. Yeah. S-T-E-A-R. So S stands for situation. T stands for thought. E stands for emotions. A stands for approach. And R stands for results, so it's a little play on words. But yeah, you can steer (laughs) your mindset with the steer cycle.
0: Got you. And uh, so it sounds like with with students, you would teach them this framework, this acronym, and then walk them through how that uh, I guess just played out in their lives, so that they could be more. Instead of putting words in your mouth, what would be the goal of going through the steer cycle?
1: The goal of the steer cycle is to put your thoughts onto paper. And to see that your brain comes up with all kinds of interesting sentences Hmm. that make situations mean something. So for example, when two students are having a conflict, it helps them see that when this person said something, that's just a sentence in their mind until our brain gives it meaning. And I show them how like, what we interpret how we interpret the world and other people and their actions that is what creates the way that we feel about them the way and the way that we decide to approach that person so it really helps you kind of analyze your thoughts from a neutral standpoint and getting it onto the paper and seeing like oh wow that's just a thought i'm having i can choose to believe that thought is true or i can look at some other things to think about maybe this is happening or maybe this is happening and it Opens people's minds up to other possibilities, other ways of thinking about that situation that can neutralize the emotional state and let them make an empowered decision from a place of mm, introspection prior to reacting mm-hmm. to what they believe is true. So,
0: okay, so that, that helps us be maybe a bit more objective, less emotional, and, and reactive if I'm hearing you correctly.
1: Yes. Like from the kid's perspective, what I, you know, is really just elementary in the sense of helping them see that that person's not creating that stress for them, that it's coming from a place of their interpretation. Mm -hmm. You know, as a leader, I think it helps us slow down our decision-making process just to the point where we can identify that the reason I want to react this way is because I'm feeling a certain way. Let me kind of dig in to find out and explore what am I thinking about this situation that's creating my emotional state so that I can decide, really decide like how I want to approach this and think about like, you know, the impact of that um, action prior to making it.
0: I'm not sure if this is a, something that you use with with current leadership uh, coaching clients you have. and I don't want you to reveal you know any names or anything like that, or maybe thinking about your own personal experience, but can we make it a little more practical, possibly intangible for the ruckus maker listening? and what might be a situation they they face or one that you face or one of your uh, leaders you serve faced in the past, where you applied this framework to it, in order to slow down that decision-making and and be more um, observant of, you know, the emotions and how those are guiding your thinking.
1: Yes, I have a great example. I'm working with a client right now whose school um, has been struggling in terms of their test scores, and they've had, you know, the people, the higher that bees come in and evaluate them and give them, you know, yes, that's who, you know, those people come in and just say like, okay, here's the evaluation, here's our results, here's our recommendations. And this principal, who's very beloved, who's very cherished and has great relationships, felt a lot of pressure to hold people accountable. And so we had a wonderful conversation about what his brain was making accountability mean. And basically it was, you know, Hey, like accountability means making people feel badly, which means it's going to break down relationships. Um, I don't like holding people accountable because it's uncomfortable for me. And so what, like what his mind was thinking about accountability, that whole story that his brain has created around the idea of accountability. We, we flipped that on its back and turned it into like, wait a minute, accountability is love. Accountability can be fun. Accountability can be exciting. And it doesn't have to mean that story where it's highly uncomfortable, it's negative, it's relationship breaking, and we developed some what are some other thoughts and feelings around that you how do you want to feel about holding people accountable and you know we were able to come up with this very enthusiastic and exciting story about what accountability is, why it's important, and that it can be a lot of fun in the process, and that it's you know it's really for our kids and when we evolve as leaders, better schools, right? And when we evolve our teachers, you know, better outcomes for kids. So it doesn't have to be a negative story around my, around accountability. So that's just one example of how you can take something. And it's so tricky. Our brains do this without us realizing it, which is why I feel like we need that steer cycle to be like, wait a minute, what's going on in my brain here? That's making me so anxious about holding people accountable. and. How do I want to feel about it? And what is the ultimate goal I'm really searching for? And it's not to be a mean leader <laughs> or to be, be, you know, be that nasty boss. It's to, you know, help kids believe in themselves by helping teachers believe in themselves by helping you believe in yourself, as mm. the leader.
0: So you reframed accountability from this sort of uh, negative connotation and experience, uh, maybe even feeling bad about yourself, and your performance and all of that, that, that. A lot of people probably believe to turning it into a positive. You said, I think you even said exciting and maybe fun. I don't know if I'm making up fun, but you said some words I, yes, I typically, no, yeah, don't think about accountability. So that's impressive. And then that if uh, that that leader brought it to his staff and was able to share, like this, this is why we're maybe making these changes or why we're having these, you know, feedback conversations, etc. Did I did I get that right?
1: Absolutely. And you know, another thing that he was able to do was really bring in, you know, as leaders, we can't control or force anybody to behave in any way. We all know that. That's another, if we could push that button, you know, life would be easy as a school leader. But the truth of it is, is our job is to inspire people into action. And we do that by getting them excited and understanding what are they thinking and feeling and why are they behaving the way they're behaving. And so Helping him bring those those conversations up as a part of the feedback, like tell me your thoughts. What are, what's driving your you know your emotions right now? And the teacher's feeling heard created this like kind of mutual sense of purpose and results driven culture. So we're now in a cycle with this school where um, they're having a blast uh, at um, setting goals and being mutually accountable and having partners. And it's been really fun to see and you know, this principal who was dreading going to work every single day, didn't think he was going to make it another year into his tenureship. And he's, you know, four or five years away from retirement. He didn't think he could make another day. He's having a blast. Mm. And it's really just in how his mind has created an entire new story about what accountability is and why we're doing it. And, and that just the idea that it could be fun, just the possibility of accountability being fun is like blew his mind. And from that energetic space, he was able to lead in a very different way.
0: Wow. So do you get that ruckus maker? Uh, A struggling school, a beloved principal, near retirement, but dreading going to work. Now he has a staff, he's excited going to work. He has a staff who looks forward to holding each other accountable and setting goals. Like imagine that just for a second, because it's possible. And what Angela is sharing there is uh, the way you look at it, the way you frame that situation, then guides how you show up, which impacts everything within the climate and culture of your building. I love, I love that. And um, if just in case Ruckus Maker's not getting it, I think like the exclamation point we could put on this sort of uh, this idea we've been um, pulling on is, you know, so you might talk about mindset or emotions. And thoughts um, with your staff, right? Or reframing a, a story that was potentially negative. And, and you mentioned too in our pre-chat that um, when you did that with your staff, it was silent. It was crickets, right? Yes. And, and so a leader might feel a bit hesitant to do the hard work that, that your uh, client, you know, the leader you serve was able to do with around accountability So just to put the exclamation point on it, how can somebody feeling a little resistant to doing that emotional labor, like why should they jump in?
1: I I think it always comes back to us first. In order for us to teach these concepts to our staff, we have to live them. We have to practice them ourselves. And when we stop, and I think this is so counterintuitive for leaders, we are so busy. We are so busy being busy that we don't believe that it's possible to stop and reflect and take the time to think about what's even driving our actions. Like we're up and at it at the crack of dawn and we're running, you know, boots to the ground running. So I don't think many of us want or feel it's necessary to take that time to slow down. But when you do that, you will see the thoughts and emotions that are driving your day-to-day actions and which are, getting those results and when you do that work yourself you will no longer feel afraid to then share it with your staff because you will have your own results working for you. And I think for me that's what I did was I was doing it kind of in my personal life and all of a sudden I was getting results that I just couldn't believe like I I had been single for so long, you know, that I I now I was dating somebody and I went from like dreading going to work to loving to go to work. And I thought, gosh, if I can do this for myself personally, how can I, you know, enhance the life of my staff, which will only enhance the life of kids. And that compelling reason, those kids and my staff members and, you know, we as school leaders, we weigh or we, we carry the weight of our teachers' emotions and our students' emotions and our family's emotions. So we have to learn how to navigate our own emotions and teach them how to navigate theirs. And I think that only comes from being able to do it ourselves. So you will feel less afraid when you've done the work yourself, and then you can take it to your staff. So it always comes back to starting with us and kind of, you know, living what we lead and how we lead.
0: So I'm so encouraged that you started a mastermind, you know, and they're for specifically for school leaders. And I'd love to hear why you launched a group.
1: Yeah. So I have been offering private one-to-one sessions for clients, which has been amazing. I love the work that I'm doing, but for some leaders, I felt that, um, one-to-one coaching may have been like they're not sure what it is. It feels maybe a little scary or intense. And other people, I think like to be in a group setting, like to collaborate and want to experience the support of people who are in it with them, like-minded you know, minds. And so I decided to offer the Empowered Principal Mastermind as a way for people to explore and experience what coaching feels like without feeling like kind of they're on the spotlight. It's just about them. So it's a little less intimidating and it's a fun way for people to learn and watch others and hear others being coached and learn from that process. So for example, I know I'm in several masterminds and what I love about it is people think of questions I've never thought to ask, which really still impact me. And that just kind of synergy with the group setting, I think is really important for School leaders and I think it's a nice access point to understanding and experiencing what coaching is all about
0: that's that's incredible and uh, you know I know you've just started and, and um, by the time this airs it'll be months in the making and uh, I'm sure your group will be thriving uh, if people want to check out your mastermind where can they go to get more information?
1: Sure you can just check out my website at angela dot com. And on, there's a link to the EP Mastermind, Empowered Principal Mastermind, and there's information there on the website.
0: Awesome. So yeah, definitely uh, encourage Ruckus Makers to, to check out your leadership community there. So I've enjoyed talking about mindset, emotions, thoughts, and in, in your mastermind. Uh, let's pause here just for a second, and we're gonna hear a message from our sponsors. Better Leaders, Better Schools is proudly sponsored by Organized Binder, a program which gives students daily exposure to goal setting, reflective learning, time and task management, study strategies, organizational skills, and more. Organized Binder's color-coded system is implemented by the teacher with the students, helping them create a predictable and dependable classroom routine. Learn more and improve your students' executive functioning and non-cognitive skills at OrganizedBinder.com. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is brought to you by TeachFX. TeachFX is a research-driven app that uses artificial intelligence to give teachers feedback on the balance of teacher talk versus student talk. Their use of open-ended questions, wait time, and equitable classroom dialogue. Learn more and get a special 20% discount for your school or district by visiting teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. All right, and we're back with Angela Kelly Robeck, and we were talking uh, mindset tools, emotion, uh, thoughts, and and, and definitely her newly launched leadership mastermind. And so, just to close out this episode, I'd love to hear, Angela, if you could put a message on all school marquees for just a day, what would the message read?
1: Oh, great question. I would have to say that, oh gosh. Thoughts and emotions drive every result. So every result that we are aiming to achieve, every goal that we set for ourselves, the way that we achieve that goal is through our thoughts, which impact our emotions. And those two things are everything. That's what drives our, the way that we approach a goal whether we achieve it or not is based on the way we're thinking and feeling. So, thoughts and actions, that's where it's at. <laughs> and we, it's okay to talk about thoughts and emotions, right? They are, they're just that. It's a part of being human and really deeply understanding how our thoughts drive our results, how our emotions impact the way that we show up in the world and the way that we lead our schools. I feel like exposing those two truths. And putting them out into the world of education will evolve the way we teach kids and the way that we lead our schools.
0: You're building a school from the ground up. You're not limited by any resources. Your only limitation is your imagination. How would you build your dream school, Angela? And what would be your top three priorities?
1: I would say that we start from scratch. I believe that The confines that we've built in our school system is based on the the comfort and the convenience of the adults in the building. And I would like to see us really question every single protocol, process, grade level, school bells, you know, the way that we're set up, the systems and structures that we have in our schools, I think are very dated and it would be fun to see what it would be like if we started the foundation based on teaching kids their own self-regulation skills and the idea that kids like no human learns at exactly the same way and exactly the same pace at exactly the same time in the same way. So what would it look like to have more um, openness around what learning looks like, what learning is all about, and the types of skills and information that we're sharing right where schools used to be this like giver of knowledge right and they were the recipients of our of our learning and our knowledge and that's not the case anymore so how fun would it be to see schools where you know we are facilitating and giving kids the choice and voice to um, lead their learning from a place of internal drive versus like, external goals placed upon them. I think that would be super fun.
0: Well, Angela, thank you so much for being a part of the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. Of all the things we talked about today, what's the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember?
1: That you are not alone. I feel like when I was a school leader, the job felt so isolating. You go from being on a grade level team to being the leader of that school. And even if you have an assistant. And there's two of you. You are still in a position where you feel very alone in your decision making. You feel alone in your the way that you feel. Like no one can know the job unless they're in it. And I feel like your mastermind, my mastermind. There's there's other masterminds out there, but getting yourself the support that you need to know that there there is support out there that you're not alone. That you don't have to. Struggle or suffer in silence. That is really my message out there is that I know the job, you know the job, we've done this job, we know the struggles and the demands of it. And just to allow yourself the permission to get the support that you need so that you can be the leader that you want to be, but you also get to be the human that you want to be and live a lifestyle that you love